Welcome to Sea Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Sea Time, everybody, episode 89. You have no idea. That is such a big number. I know we talk about it a lot because of the fact that we have gone through the 80s now, and now we're at 89. We're almost to 90. These numbers are absolutely huge. And you know what, Steven? I just forgot my microphone. So now everybody can actually hear me. I was like, why can I see my face? This is absolutely ridiculous. Just to preface the fact that I am only on my second beer. So this is this is not any 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 shape or form of a pint full of awesome's fault. This is definitely for the fact uh, lack of brain. We'll just we'll just go there with it. So we we're saying episode eighty nine. This is seat time for those of you who just chimed in. Obviously, it's a great time here. We like to forget stuff. We just don't really you know. It's like whatever. How do we make it to eighty nine? I don't know because we barely count. We just forgot you know seventy two through one, and then. Where can you find Seat Time? So Seat Time, we've got our website where you can find us at seattime.co. Of course, we're on Facebook and Twitter, all those kinds of fun places. But this is a podcast and a video show, so you can watch and listen to this guy. So obviously, everything is archived on our website. Um, You can find us on YouTube if you just search for Seat Time. Uh, you can find us on Stitcher and on iTunes. So obviously, if you're if you're driving to races and you don't have bandwidth to really pull down the video or you don't want to watch the video, which is fine too. We've got great stuff just to listen to. Um, you can do that through Stitcher, Stitcher and iTunes. Uh, seat Time brought to you by Fly Racing, of course, those fantastic gentlemen over there in Boise, Idaho, uh, and ladies, making all kinds of fun hard parts for everybody and uh, and awesome gear. And then as well, uh, thanks to Ride PG Power Sport Graphics over there on the East Coast, and then Squarespace. So we've got discount codes for all that fun stuff. Go to RidePG.com, enter the discount code Seat Time. And, of course, uh, squarespace.com, enter the discount code SEATTIME6. So all kinds of fun ways to save you money. We thank you very much for their support to all of our fun sponsors. So, episode 89, we are now bringing Jason Thomas. Uh, we have interviewed Jason Thomas in person before uh, at a, diff- a couple different races. And, and by, by all means, great interviews. Always a fun time talking with this lad, if you will. Um, and tonight, we have him live on the internet, clothed. He's got a shirt on. I mean, it, it's 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 a beautiful thing. He's not naked, and so uh, Jason Thomas, just tell us how was your evening going, kind sir? Oh uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going pretty good. Uh, just uh, just hanging out, uh, relaxing after the weekend. Yeah, and and you've got guests. You've got friends coming. Was that the dog doing that? Were they ringing the doorbell? <laughs> no, that's actually my phone. It used to be it used to be a train, and now I do that. And it's, it's crazy how many people say you can be at the in the middle of the. In the middle of a field, and people are like, "Did you just have a doorbell ring?" <laughs> That's kind of <laughs> awesome. So, do, you, do yeah. you almost do that on purpose now, just to mess with people? Yeah, yeah. The train one was a good one. I was at Watsy's house one night, and and uh, the train went off, and it was a doo doo. And his wife's like, "Did you guys hear the train?" <laughs> so yeah, it's, we've it's lived here twelve years and never heard a train. What is going on? Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, there's there's a train coming past the house. So yeah, it's crazy how. Uh, how uh, stupid people get when they hear that that little uh, that little chime right there. Well, I can tell you, if we were in the middle of the field and that went off, just <laughs> just leading into the first minute of this show, I know that I immediately would ask, "Where's the door?" Because I just heard a doorbell. Yep, that's yep. okay. So. It's, it happens. It happens. We all have our moments. So, um, yep. are you uh, are you partaking on any uh, any any fine adult beverages this evening, or are you just drinking the water like all the other professional athletes? No, I'm I'm uh I'm just drinking a Red Bull and uh, a little bit, a little bit of a splash of a of vodka maybe here and there. You know, it just depends how it is. Just for the but, color? Uh, yeah, yeah, just to, just to water it down a little bit. Yeah, break <laughs> it up. Red Bull Stout, man. I know what you're saying. It's funny that yeah. you're drinking Red Bull and vodka. Um, we did. Uh, I, I did see you last year at the ISDE in Germany. But man, Red Bull and vodka is what made Was me I forget. The bar? Yeah. Oh my. God, those things were so strong. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I don't even. Yeah, I can't even remember how many tables I danced on, or how many like you know songs that I just was just going off the charts to. It was insane. So yeah. at least you picked a good drink. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, it's way stronger over there. Even when Lacey was over there with me, we were drinking. It was everything stronger back home. So uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Back home for you is Wales. Is that correct, or is it, is it technically a different? part of you know one of those islands 
No, uh, Wales is uh, is part of the UK, which is the uh, UK is the United Kingdom, which is Scotland, uh, Wales, uh, and England, and then Ireland is its is its own island. So uh, now Wales is um, is on the west coast of, of England, basically. Okay, um, I did do some research, like I love to do for all the guests that come on Seat Time, and I mean I, I like to scour the internet to see if I can find as much fun stuff as I can. I have to give you props because you actually have the most up-to-date website of any any dirt biker out there like i couldn't believe it like it literally was like your entire biography and it was like 2013 most people it's like it ended in 2009 right yeah 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 everything's kept been kept up to date right from uh right from day one and and uh that really isn't isn't so much down to me as much as it's down to my dad my dad takes care of all the all the website stuff and and he gets on me sometimes. We're gonna do this for the website, and I'm like, "Ah, oh, forget the website. I got other stuff going on." But uh, <laughs> recently, a lot of people have said the same thing about the website being up to date. So uh, I guess it's it's important for the sponsors, and um, you know, it's definitely something we've been working on. And, and I know Shane is Shane is keen on that stuff as well. So uh, so yeah, it's all uh, it's all up to date, and uh, hopefully, uh, people people check it out. I, I think they should. Uh... Yeah, I, I didn't write it down, but give everybody the URL just so they could go check it out and actually kind of catch a lot of the backstory that I was uh, reading on today. Yeah, it's just uh, www.jasonthomasracing.com. Okay, so super simple. Like, yeah, I can yeah. remember that. Right, yeah. Jasonthomasracing.com, right? Yeah. Jasonthomasracing.com, yep. Boom, that's it. Well, um... Of course, you know, I just I want to throw it out there. If you're ever looking to update your website, Squarespace, one of our fantastic sponsors, that's what they do. They do that. Um, so, you know, just think about it. We could talk about that later, and we could save you 10% if you use the discount code C times 6 <laughs> Right? That's pretty awesome. <laughs> Woohoo! Okay, so yeah. Jason Thomas, you have been in the States, it looks like, from I would say about 2006, 2007, kind of offhandedly. But a lot of the results that you would see if you were to research on the GNCC website kind of take you back to mid-2008 forward you know, in, into 2013 where we are right now. So give us a little bit, if you could truncate you know, how you kind of got into the States and a lot of uh, you know, kind of like what brought you over here, who you were riding with, and uh, you know, take you to that, that point in 2008 so then we can kind of talk about you jumping around on some different teams and stuff. Uh, yeah, basically, um, I came over in, uh, I think it was the the end of 05, I came over with Paul Edmondson, uh, just had a, a good result at uh, Western Beach Race, which is a big beach race in, in England, and um, I came over with Paul Edmondson to Crawfordsville, and uh, I ended up uh, drowning out the bike in the river there, so now that didn't go too good, we got a little pumped out, and I finished fifth, I think, in the in the A A lights class or something like that then. Um, and after that, pretty much decided that the uh, America is where I wanted to come to to make a name for myself, and it was the only place that I could really um, kind of make a career out of it, where I wouldn't have to wouldn't have to work. So uh, we we put everything into coming over the following year, and I just raced OMA stuff, uh, and that's where I met Shane uh, at the beginning, and then um, I had some visa issues got sent back to England and uh, had to stay there for a year and kind of um, that's really the year that, that I, I uh, refined my skills I guess you could say I went back and, and I rode uh, I rode British Championship Enduros and then um, cross country every weekend and, and they were they were really difficult cross country races to, to be fair even though they were just like like uh, you know local level stuff um, so I did that and then uh Still didn't have my visa stuff ready, so I went to Canada and, and uh, showed up there in, in a camper van in the middle of the snow, and uh, met some great people up there and did some races. And then KTM invited me to do a, a 12-hour race over on, on the East Coast. I went and did that, and then while that was going on, my visa was was all being approved, and it was approved uh, about five days before Yadkinville, 2008. Um, my best friend flew in, drove down to Yadkinville, and, uh, and won my very first uh, pro lights race at Yadkinville. So uh, from that point on, it was uh, I got on a team and and uh, never looked back. I think I've been on the podium. Uh, I don't know the the stats are on on the website, but uh, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't missed many podiums, and uh, and you know it's been 
been uh, good ever since then. It's been a, an upward curve, so to speak. Yeah, so um, e- even though you only did about half the races in 2000, uh, 2008, you act- you still finished 11th with your your, you know, your first place, as you're saying, right when you came in there in 2008. And then 2009, third place. 2010, runner-up in the XC2 class. Um, I believe 2011 is when you had a couple injuries that you were dealing with, so you wound up, uh, it looked like fourth in the XC2 class. So for, you know, it looked like you were really always pushing up there, you know, in the top four. I mean, that's just the way the, the numbers worked out. And then, of course, last year, you get the championship. So all that hard work obviously uh, culminates into that kind of championship. Um, so before before we talk about the championship too much, you have kind of been not <laughs> looking again at your website. You have ridden every manufacturer known to man. Um, some that ha- that still exist, some that don't exist. Uh, the one that caught me the most was the TM. So I, a lot of people in the States don't really know too much about the TM motorcycles. So tell me just a little bit about your experience on those motorcycles and what you thought about them. <laughs> TM, yeah, I was racing. Uh... I think that says it all, folks. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> yeah I, was, uh, I was picked up by the, by the Suzuki British Championship Youth Squad to go and race motocross. That's where I started was motocross. And uh, so I did that. And then when I switched to, um, to British Championship Adult Motocross um, at a pro level, uh the suzuki we didn't feel was fast enough and we got kind of or my dad got kind of wrapped up in the hype of the tm and and how fast the engines were and they put these things in go-karts and they're they're really fast so uh and the thing was looked beautiful in the showroom you know it was all hand built and and uh really really nice nice looking bike uh ended up on tm with with some support from uh from the factory there and then um pretty much uh Broke every bone in my body riding the thing. To be <laughs> so uh, that was uh, that was the end of TM. I mean, I, I really did break everything. Um, just just couldn't couldn't get a result on the thing. And my dad was uh, was adamant that, that this was the bike that was gonna gonna take us to the top, and it and it didn't. It ended up uh, driving me into the dirt. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, that, that's pretty much the story of the TM. Just. Uh, it was a it was a good bike. It was it was fast and and all that stuff. But uh, just didn't I just didn't gel with it and, and didn't didn't get any good results on it. Yeah. And it turned out that um, actually that's what kicked off my uh, off road career was I went to do a, an off road race uh, on the TM and and it seized up on the line warming it up <laughs> one weekend and uh, some ring, 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 ring. yeah yeah. <laughs> Yeah, some guy came over and and uh, gave me a a Husaberg, which at that point they were a big, they were just a big four-stroke, they only the 500, yeah, or whatever it was. It was just a big tank of a bike, and uh, they gave me that, and I went out and and uh, and beat the guy, Ad Smith, who was a British Enduro Championship, and at the time was running uh, the KTM off-road schools in England, and uh, he he uh, gave me a job working the off-road schools there, and then. Um, uh, a couple of weeks later, Honda uh, gave me a ride on, on the factory t- on the team factory team over there, and that's how I ended up uh, alongside Paul Edmondson, and that's how I came to America. It was all was all tied in there. So uh, I guess you could say that the TM did did further my career, uh, but in ways that you wouldn't um, you wouldn't necessarily expect. So yeah, it's all. Uh, that's why I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason, and that's one of them things right there. That's just just a part of my story so yeah so yeah the tm i remember uh we had the knights they were the ones that kind of had brought the, the the husqvarna's when they were trying to come back in the mid 90s there was all kinds of stuff that was going on with that they were bringing in all these weird brands they had uh, uh the atks which obviously was an american brand uh, at that time and, and then all of a sudden they show up at the races with these tms and we're all like what the heck is that i mean like you said freaking gorgeous motorcycles but it was like what are you guys trying you know and the whole joke was like everybody was trying to come up with what did the tm stand for and i remember the big one that stands out in my mind is the 10 mechanics you know like or up till midnight like you know it's like (laughs) so time and money was the other one (laughs) (laughs) yeah apparently in europe there's even more and uh, I, i would imagine there's 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 many more that we could even come up with so uh, it yeah. looks like our friend uh, George Dinser over in Florida just joined and joined the chat room. Just wanted to say shout out. What up, George? Thanks for doing it. I really appreciate you being here. Um, okay, I want to talk a little bit too. I think that there's been, 
It's it's interesting how the, the different teams you've been on, not just the different teams, but the different bikes. So you were on the far with uh, Fred Andrews, and then on the Yamaha, and yep. then you kind of then with being on Fred Andrews, you guys were on the uh, Husqvarna's, and then you, I think you left that team in April of 2010, 2011. Um, and went to a privateer KTM, and then now for 2013 you're on, or and then the the KR4, and then now you're on the the Dirtwise uh, Shane Watts conglomerate team, kind of all put together back on the KTM. So take us through a little bit of that and how everything has just kind of evolved for you from teams and bikes and and uh, and throughout your kind of career in the states there. Uh, yeah, like you said, I've, I've pretty I've ridden pretty much everything. I haven't I haven't ridden uh, Kawasaki actually uh, through all them years. I've ridden gas gases and all the other stuff but never a kawasaki so uh well then yeah. quickly tm or gas gas if you had to choose uh mountain bike or a bmx <laughs> so you just quit officially <laughs> yeah yeah exactly uh, all right so, yeah like you said i I, uh, I signed with fred andrews on a yamaha and, and rode a four-stroke yamaha two-stroke yamaha uh wr pretty much everything the yamaha made there and then uh, and then the switch to to husqvarna and um, yeah, I don't know, a bit of story behind that. Just uh, just didn't same thing. Just didn't gel with it. Had some results on it, but really uh, behind the scenes and at, and at local races and stuff like that, just really didn't didn't have the best of luck with the thing. And and a combination of things led to me led to me leaving leaving that team um, and then going going it alone basically with support from from KR4. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, the, the, the KR4 thing, they, they left me high and dry at Christmas there and, and uh, really was found myself going around begging for, for rides and, and support. And uh, luckily, Shane, Shane came along. And, and like I said, we, we'd, been, we'd been friends for, for, uh, since I first came over and he knew who I was. And, and I think that, um, that he probably uh, could relate to, to my situation being away from home and and he could see that I'd put the effort in and 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 all that stuff that's I mean I don't really know why why he helped me but that's all I can think it was so um yeah ended up ended up working with Shane and and uh to be honest I've, I've never been uh, more comfortable on a team or or happier um within myself than, than I am this year and and uh you know that that's an awesome feeling for sure yeah um well, I've seen some pictures of you out at some of the Shane Watts schools and stuff like that. You've been tagged in a couple of pictures at Facebook. I would imagine. I don't know if that is if is that part of your overall deal or is that something that you guys are doing on the side. I mean, obviously, you've got the Shane Watts uh, look, which is sponsors plastered on every available spot on motorcycle <laughs> and gear. Which, hey, that's 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 the gig. I understand that. It's just it's it's a little bit to take in. You just got to get used to it. Um, so how's that been for you doing all the schools and uh, and helping out you know all the little bums like me that want to be off road riders and racers? <laughs> uh, it's been awesome, you know. It's uh, like I said, I've, I've been involved with doing training schools for for years since I first started my career in, in off road, and uh, yeah, that that's part of my deal. That's basically uh, how I make my my uh, guaranteed money, so to speak, is. Uh, uh, training school every week in between GNCCs and uh, and and doing them things has, has really uh, has really helped me as a rider. A lot of people have said, you know, you look better this year on the bike than than you've looked since you first came to America, and and uh, I definitely feel like I'm better. And that's what was so frustrating about not getting a win until this weekend. Uh, you, you know, and, and uh, you know the schools are, have have been awesome for me, and and uh, giving back to people is awesome as well. So that's something that I see going on for. Uh, for the the rest of uh, the rest of this year and, and many years to come, I hope. Yeah, no, I think it'd be really really neat. I have actually done um, back when I was on was I was on my 2007 WR 250F that we had uh, put a big board kit in. So it was, it was like the Thumper Racing 290 kit. But when I was riding that bike, so it was like 2009 2010, and I went to a Shane Watts uh, riding school here uh in texas in denton texas at brian story the guy who owns sms racing his property tons of fun one two shit ton of riding like that guy doesn't take a break it's ridiculous he's like hey let's go have lunch here's a cheese here's a cracker five minutes back on the bike you might want to think about having some water and it's like (laughs) 
it, I mean, I'm all for as much riding as possible, but it was like, I mean, it was like crazy intense. So are you such, are you that kind of like, are you a hard ass like Shane Watts is? Uh, basically, the way that the dirt wise thing is working is that it doesn't matter if, if it's me or if it's Shane that's, that's instructing. Uh, we follow the, the same curriculum. So, um, yeah, it's exactly the same. Uh, the, the cheese and the cracker thing, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a bonus. Watsy only eats two pieces of bread and, and he kind of shoves them in his helmet while he's while he's riding along so uh so no yeah same format we, it's, a, it's a lot to pack into two days and a lot of information and and uh you know it's really uh it's really uh exciting to do them you know i enjoy doing them every every other week and uh yeah I'm, i always look forward to the next one it's a it's a it's a great experience for sure <laughs> yeah i love it uh i'm hoping that would be really fantastic if you actually got to come uh teach one of the ones down here in texas i would love to you know, have both you and Shane completely hand my ass to me on a motorcycle at the same day, same weekend. I think that's, that sounds like a fantastic evening. Um, you know, last time I talked with Shane, we ended the evening with shots of tequila because actually he was staying at Brian Story's house for a different school. I went over there and talked with him, and he was like, well, here's a shot of tequila. And I was like, thanks, Shane. Okay. It's fantastic. He's a fun guy to hang out with. I can only imagine what being on a team with him is like. Have you, uh, quality control. Do you know what quality yeah. control is when it comes to Shane Watts? Quality control, yeah. Yeah? What, no, what, what is uh, it? You need to ask Shane about this. Uh, it, it's actually, uh, I'll just go ahead and tell you. It's fun. So, quality control for Shane Watts was that he had, uh, his little race van and he had his, he had a, a bit above the, the cab of the truck. With oh the yeah, shell. I didn't know. yeah, I didn't, and it's yeah. like it was only like two feet tall, and yeah. if like the chick could fit in there, that was his quality control. Yeah, and I was I, like, that's that's there you go. In England, I had a I had a little van that's probably I don't know. You guys don't have me, but it's a little Renault van, and I uh, built a bunk in there, and um, me and my best friend, we just parked that thing outside of a nightclub, and uh, and just <laughs> wedge him in, wedge him in, and, and as soon as it was full, we'd. Uh, Pull the door closed and, and uh, off we go. So yeah, <laughs> and the same thing. It's crazy that when me and Watsy talk, it's we've got got a lot of uh, the the same stories, but di- you know different different times. So uh, yeah, the quality control thing. Yeah, I do. I know exactly what it is. <laughs> I I thought that was killer. I loved it. Um, yeah. So talking about some quality control uh, and visa issues and all that kinds of going around the world type stuff. Uh, ISDE, you were there last year. We said hi. Uh, are you going to be uh, possibly going back again this year with uh, Great Britain? Yeah, I've been selected for the for the uh, trophy team again, so um, just trying to figure out the stuff for that now. But yeah, it looks like I'm going to be going to be going over again this year. So they haven't released the rest of the team yet, so I'm not sure who else is going to be on it. But um, I did get confirmation that I will be on it, yes. Well, um, was it Jamie McKinney? Um, just won the one twenty-five. Uh, I think the like, points-wise, he just won- he, uh, got the one twenty-five like World Enduro uh, Championship win in Romania. So I, I mean, and, and uh, him and his brother Danny were they were on the one of the teams, the junior team or the trophy team last year, right? Yeah, uh, actually, the the younger one, Jamie, who just won a won a youth world championship, was on the on the trophy team and Dan Danny was on the junior team. So, um, they both, they both are young enough to be on the junior team. So I, I would think that this year that, that that's what they'll be on. So, um, yeah, they're, they're obviously, you know, two super, super fast kids and, and, uh, you know, they, they're, they're, they're great people to hang out with. So, uh, obviously, uh, Jamie, Jamie just won that world championship. Danny, Danny seems to be struggling a little bit more this year, but, uh, yeah, uh, they'll be on the team, I would think, for sure. Nice. Well, um, I, I did have a question about how y'all's team is selected. I got to talk with a lot of the uh, Australia boys last year, um, and there has been a lot going on, you know, with the, the United States team just getting selected and all the kind of stuff, that all the politics that just goes along with that. It's, it's unfortunate sometimes, but that happens in all kinds of racing. Um, so with Australia, you know, they have a very – it seems like it's extremely supported – um, and that, you know, the guys that go over there um, on the trophy team and on the junior trophy team, um, they, they don't, you know, they're selected by kind of the Australian Motorcycle Association over there. Um, and they don't really have to put forth much 
uh, money in the sense of, of going over there. So I wanted to know what the support was like coming from Great Britain so that some of the guys that might be wondering about what's been going on in the United States, they kind of get a little bit better idea that it's probably not perfect everywhere. Or it might be and we're just missing out. And that's kind of what I want to uh, get from you. Yeah, uh, the, the British team is basically selected from from uh, all the British championships, which is the, the motocross, enduro, cross-country, all that stuff. And then um, if Ryder puts his name forward, and like like myself, and he's racing in America, then it's based off of your, your results. They decide whether the, whether you should be picked or not. Um, as far as the expenses thing, uh, I kind of get shafted on that because I'm in America. Yeah. Uh, and the, the riders at home, they get all their expenses paid. Um, and I usually end up having to pay my flights to the country. But once I get the accommodation uh, and food and gas and all the entries and all that stuff, that's all paid for. Um, I don't have to worry about that. Um, and getting a bike has always been a, been an issue because I'm not uh, in the UK. Uh, it's not really uh, going to a dealership in England. It's not really beneficial to them. They're not really getting any any publicity out of it and i'm not racing any british championships so that's always been a struggle but for this year uh dealership have, have stepped up and, and given me a bike so uh, that's one less thing to worry about all i have to do is, is figure out the the flights getting there so um yeah other than that every, everything is paid for and if i was in if i was in england then it would be uh, all expenses would would be paid for so okay um, is that is that done and taken care of by essentially like I guess the British AMA, I don't know the exact name of it, but is, is that the, like kind of like y'all's, you know, uh, centralized, you know, motor association? Yeah, it's, it's called the ACU, the Auto, Auto, Auto Cycle Union, Okay. Uh, which is the same as the AMA. Yeah, it's, it's the governing body of the events in England. So, yeah, that, they, uh, it's, they, they select the team and, and, uh, and that's how it's done. Yeah, and it's, like I said, it's based off of, off of British championships. And uh, some of them guys that are riding world championships is just based off their results. There's no qualifiers or anything for it. Yeah. Huh. That's really interesting to hear. Um, it, is, it, it does sound like uh, things are different in the States in the sense that, you know, well, I say different. But at the same time, I would imagine that most of the guys that are on the trophy team and the junior trophy team, well, maybe the junior trophy team, but at least the trophy team, they're probably getting a lot of their stuff paid for. Um, I don't know that it's 100%, but... It's kind of it's kind of hand in hand. Like I think like Destry Abbott last year, he may not have gotten all of his stuff paid for, but like Charlie Mullins, you know, probably did from KTM. So it kind of, you know, we've got all kinds of stuff going on this year with the the teams being picked. Have you have you actually seen who is picked from the states? I know. I'm just seeing if you know. For the for the American team, you yeah, yeah, I've seen I've seen the team. Yeah. What do you What do you think? Uh, I think I think it's a strong team. Um, I think that the, the juniors is, is a little bit uh, shady with two of the riders being not even riding right now. But um, obviously, DeLong is, is going to come back sooner than than Baylor is going to come back. And uh, even if if Baylor does come back in time for that, so uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens there. But if they do, then then that's definitely a, a strong junior team, and and the uh, the trophy team is is. Uh, is really strong, especially in a country where it's dry, um, like it's going to be over there. So I think they've got a, a really strong, strong chance of uh, doing good. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I kind of, I kind of feel the same way. I, I'm, I'm extremely hesitant about the whole Stuart Baylor situation. I think that that is, that is, to even, I mean, I get it. You kind of got to like think that he's going to be able to do it, but it, he hasn't ridden in so, so long. Um, and I'm not gonna lie. I know that he has the mindset that he's gonna go out there and just push his, just just push it. But the problem is he's gonna push it so much. I think he's gonna overdo it um, to, to to either get yeah. up to speed or at the six days and overdo it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and the six days has always been something that that uh, first timers especially have always seemed to struggle at the six days. Gone over there, whether they whether they were in, injured or not. Uh, you know, with Stu being injured, he's that kind of kid that's gonna. Uh, He's gonna push, and he's like you said, he's in the mindset that he can. He's just gonna come out and and uh, and run that pace straight away, and and I think it's gonna take a little bit more than that. So uh, for him being such a young kid, I think he, he needs to take it slow and and uh, work his way back into it. He doesn't need to rush things, you know. He's got got years ahead of him if he does it right. If he doesn't, then you know, then he's uh, 
he's faced with the consequences. So, you know, hopefully he can come back strong. Like the, the, the six days, he doesn't really need to be in great shape to do the six days. You know what I mean? You kind of kind of build up to it. It's just a sprint thing. So maybe he'll be all right. We'll, we'll have to wait and see if, he, if, he, if he's even able to ride by then. Yeah, very, very true. Uh, and I like your point about Andrew DeLong. It's, uh, you know, he's been out for a while too. So it's it's really, it'll be really, really be interesting, especially because the guys that they have kind of on the, the Wellard team, which is like the semi-pro team pretty much for the, you know, the club team with all the, it, it's like none of those guys are able to be on the junior team. So they would be fill-in riders if somebody got hurt on the trophy team. But they would not be able to fill in on the junior team if anybody got hurt or could not make it because they weren't healthy enough. Um, so solid, solid points. All right, well, dude, um, I, I've really enjoyed talking with you. As we say, we kind of like try to break it in half. We're right at that point right now. It seems like yep. uh, Ryan Sipes has kind of hit us up, and he's ready to go. By no means do I want to kick you off for Ryan Sipes. I just want to point that out. I love you. I think you're awesome. <laughs> and I'm glad that we're you know internet what? friends and, and that yeah. we can now Skype each other without shirts on. Right, yeah. Yeah. You're like, maybe. It might happen. Maybe. After, after, probably. After a little bit more vodka and less Red Bull? Yeah. <laughs> or maybe the more Red Bull. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. My heart, my blood explode. It's always a good time. Well, I really appreciate you being on Seat Time. Um, please. Okay, so what was it? JasonThomasRacing.com, right? Is your website? Yeah, that's my website, yeah. All right. And then uh, where could be, is that, is that the, the, the best way to get in touch with you, or are there more social ice? <laughs> All right, so Jason Thomas was just in the middle of telling us exactly where you can find him on social media type stuff. Uh, yeah, I got a uh, find me on Facebook, um, and uh, my Twitter is uk underscore underscore seven. Uh, you can hit me up on there, and then the website stuff, and uh, that's pretty much all I do for uh, social media stuff. That's it, huh? Yeah. So you're not like on Vine or Pinterest or. Uh, I think Vine's stupid. Pinterest, yeah. no, I'm not on there. Dude, mm. come on. I'm pretty sure you got some great pictures to pin. Mm, nah. Well, maybe. But <laughs> not not ones I want to pin on there. <laughs> Hi-oh! That's like sectorist. Yeah, right? exactly. So, something that's completely different. Yeah, something that Europe's okay with and the United States has no idea what they're missing out on. That's mistress, isn't it? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> no, but it will be tomorrow because I'm going and making it. <laughs> I like yeah. it. Well, dude, Jason Thomas, we really, really appreciate your time. Congrats on your win this past weekend on the GNCC. Uh, keep doing awesome. We know we've got one more race before the summer break at the uh, at Snowshoe, so have fun out there. It's always going to be an interesting race, and we appreciate your time, kind sir. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, no worries, man. Remember to always enjoy a pint full of awesome, and uh, we'll see you online. All right, see ya. Later. All right. So while we're switching over and Steven's going to figure out how to make the awesome happen, I just want to say thank you. Thank you very much to a couple of our sponsors here for Seat Time. Biggest one, of course, Fly Racing is our big title sponsor. So flyracing.com is where you can go check them out. Obviously, right now it's summertime. What are you going to want to do? You want to get your mesh gear going on because of the fact that it is hot out there. You want to be able to breathe well. So please go check out flyracing.com. Go to any any of your uh, local motorcycle stores, they're obviously going to be able to have pick up fly racing uh, gear for you. All the WPS hard parts that you want to have, of course, as well. Uh, Power Sport graphics, We've got tons of good stuff there. So you can go to RidePG.com, save 10% on any of the fun graphics that they have by putting in the discount code SEATTIME. I don't think a lot of people realize that you can do that. So you can save money just by listening to this podcast or watching this right now live on the internet. It's fantastic ways to save money and have awesome graphics along with fantastic looking gear. So we just got probably a guy that's a little bit sexier than me on the internet um, on Skype. His name is Ryan Sipes. And, uh, well, Mr. Sipes, how was your evening going? Pretty good, man. You did a really good job on that uh, that commercial right there. You sound like Colin Cowherd or something. Is that good? So I did it. You're joking, though, right? No? Hey, he sells stuff. I've bought stuff. When he's like, hey, click on the little thing and enter the, you know, Colin, the word Colin, and you get a discount. I've, he sold stuff to me, so. I like it. All right, now, Steven, we're making a sound bite out of what he just said, and we're sending it to our sponsors. And will be like, when they're like, I don't know, we, we don't think you're that good. it be like, Ryan Sipes said we are that good. So you better re-sign for 2000. 
whatever year we're going for at that point. Because we'll just keep reusing that, Ryan. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, much, pretty sure. Hey, no problem. Just give me a commission. We're all good. <laughs> yeah. You'll get your 10%. We'll get ours, and then they'll keep the rest. It'll be, I guess, good for them. It's unfortunate. So, okay. So we were going to have you on in the earlier slot. That didn't happen. That's okay, because we like to shoot from the hip. As uh, What was it that Seiji said? We're, we're from the hip. We're, uh, we're full bore. I don't know. He said we're something crazy, and it's okay, because it's true. So you were out motoring. You had to come on a little bit later. We obviously said that's fine. So where were you motoring? What were you getting ready for? Some moto racing? Yeah, we uh, there's a little track. That's actually the first time I've been to it. And it's just this guy, and he, he told me when I got there, he built it with a, a tractor and a grader box, the whole thing. And uh, it ain't got a, a lot of jumps, but it's kind of more just like old school. And it rained a ton yesterday. And uh, he got out there and dissed it up a little bit, and it was it was killer. We uh, Got it. Got my two motos in, and it was some gnarly ruts and rough, and it was a lot of fun. Nice. So you're getting ready for uh, Maryland this coming up weekend, right, Buds Creek? Yeah, that's yeah. right. So you're eighth in the points right now. Now, obviously, seat time, for those of you who don't know, this is definitely more of an off-road show, but um, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about how Ryan Sipes kind of fits into that, but it's like, we're, hey, he's here. we got time. Might as well talk about the fact that you're doing fantastic this year in the outdoors on the 450 as a quote-unquote fill-in rider like everybody likes to mention online. You're in eighth place right now overall after four rounds. That's fantastic. Was this anywhere near you where you thought you would be coming into this, kind of having trained on a 250 all year? Uh, I mean, yeah, no. I mean, I think I should be in around fifth or sixth. Okay. Um, I, I had two really bad races where – you know, uh, Colorado, I barely scored any points. And then and, uh, at Muddy Creek, I only scored points in one moto. And the one I did, I fell. And, you know, so it, I had a rough couple weekends, but uh, it kind of got it going again at high point and going to try to keep it going. I mean, I, kn- I figured we'd start slow. And we actually started pretty good just because, you know, I didn't have much uh, testing time and all that. But uh, we we started pretty good at Hangtown and, and then uh, – like I said, I had them two bad races, but I feel like I'm getting it back. So uh, looking forward to this weekend. Nice. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be awesome. I'm really looking forward to this weekend too. It's funny. Um, I was so excited on Saturday to like go and like check it out about one o'clock. So I've been like new, you know, noon my time. One because you like start watching racing, and I was like, what? Why isn't it? Why is the red light not on? And I was like, oh, it's an off weekend. Like. I was just so excited to have more racing and for it not to be there. It was kind of disappointing. So I'm really looking forward to this weekend, getting some more racing going on and seeing how you guys do. Yeah, but for sure. that's motocross. You know, that's what he gets paid to do. It's not all just about what we get paid to do. Sometimes it's about how much you have fun riding a dirt bike and doing stuff that's completely out of, you know, the norm. And uh, I think that's kind of what brought a little bit of uh, last week's news to our attention is that you are going to be attending the ISDE next year on one of the club teams. Um, that is kind of, that we yeah. know we know that Zach Osborne's doing that, but we've seen Zach Osborne at a couple GNCC races this year. So it doesn't totally throw some people for a loop, but so like we know you have some background uh, racing off-road earlier on in your career. But what has been kind of going on in the back of your mind that made you want to do this or how did this come about so what's is there any kind of story to this uh yeah kind of um i've been um i mean we've always ridden in the woods and stuff and that was where we went when it was too muddy or too dry we'd go in the woods because growing up we didn't have a way to water or anything and not a lot to be able to prep the track so but the woods is always pretty good you know if if uh if it's too dry or too wet like i said the woods is good and so we we always did some trail riding, and uh, actually on my my motocross track, I have a, a wood section that's part of the track, and it's it's a dozer blade wide, so you can go pretty fast, you know, faster than just single track, but at the same time, you know, it's it's just technical, and it's real rough, and it's kind of sandy back there, and so really enjoy doing that, and uh, uh, Steve Hatch, uh, I I trained with Steve Hatch for about four years, and okay. uh, so I did a lot of off-road riding with him out in Arizona, and uh, I met Taylor Robert doing yeah. that, and uh, he took me on a ton of uh, rides out in the desert and stuff, and we did a bunch of stuff. He came back here, actually, in 2011, and uh, so really enjoyed doing that stuff. I like riding trials. I like doing the, 
the kind of technical stuff on a dirt bike. And um, Taylor, you know, when we go out, I mean, we he's taught me a lot of stuff, and I can go pretty good in the off-road stuff. And he was telling um, the the ISD team manager that I could go pretty good. And uh, so that guy is pretty much giving me a shot. And uh, I was actually had a chance to ride for the trophy team because um, Thad Duvall had to back out for some reason. Then all of a sudden he was back in. So, uh, but Auntie is a team manager. He said, "Hey, I still want you to go. I, you know, if you if you want to ride for the club team, um, I'd really like you to go and kind of see what you got and uh, see how you do and just you know get your feet wet in it." So I'm looking forward to it, man. I've I've always thought that that's probably where I'll end up. You know, once I quit doing Supercross and and the nationals and stuff. Yeah, so I think it's that's a really interesting point because of the fact that we talked to Zach Osborne about kind of the same thing. We, we interviewed him, I'd say, about a month ago, and he was kind of like, you know, he's like, I, I love doing this. This is so much fun. He's like, I, I have so many trails that I get to ride all the time. He's like, but my job right now is Supercross and Motocross. You know, it's like, it, it, and it's, it's where my passion's at right now. He's like, but this is something that I just love to do for fun, and it reminds me of being a kind of a kid. And just, or, and I say this as in obviously a little bit more of the professional kind of off-road racing scene. And he said, that down, hands down, that's definitely where he sees kind of his career going um, when things start to wind down for him. You know, maybe in a, in a Kevin Windham style fashion, if you will, from Supercross or Motocross. So it, it's really cool to kind of hear how that all came about, especially with the Taylor Robert part. We actually had a show last week with Taylor Robert, and he's the one who kind of gave us a little bit of leeway into the fact that that you might be on the team. Um, and we heard a little bit from him about how kind of Thad Duvall might be in, might be out. And at the time, it was kind of uncertain for us as well. Um, but now that we've officially found out that he is on the team, you know, we know that you're going to be on the Weller team. Are you going to be? Do you know which class you're going to be riding? If you're going to be in the E1, E2, or E3, and, and uh, I'd imagine you're going to be on the 450. Or yeah, we uh, we talked about it, and um, and originally Taylor the reason he even brought it up was they needed a 250 rider and um he said you know you rip on a 250 he hasn't seen me ride a 450 much because every time I went out there I was on the 250 all right and uh that just means I, he doesn't watch tv much because you race a 450 all the time now right <laughs> yeah but uh we talked about it and uh I'm gonna be on the 450 all summer um I feel good on it the the bike is awesome and um, I just feel real comfortable on it, so I guess I'll be in that E2 class, the 450 class. So uh, I'm, uh, it's it's weird. I've never set a bike up for off road like the, even the GNCC I did in 07. Um, I didn't have bark busters. I didn't have. I just had you know um, tubes in the tires. I, I had motocross <laughs> suspension. Like I didn't have anything, you know. And and uh, so it's it's cool to we've been. Trying to the team's stepping up too. The Rockstar Energy Racing team is is on board. Like they're they, he called me today. He's like, so what about this and what about this 18 inch rear wheel and do you need a fan and lights and that? So we're trying to figure it all out. And uh, I gotta gotta go out to Taylor's house and he can teach me how to change moose tubes because I've never done that. Either. <laughs> well, I can definitely tell you pack a lot of tape because you're gonna bust a shit ton of knuckles. Because you're gonna need to tape those those bastards a lot. Uh, I've had to I've had to learn how to do that, and I've had to learn I've had to try to learn how to do it fast. And uh, I think it's all about process. Um, If I could give you, you know, me being the little uh, the little peon of a rider that I am, and the little experience I have, go slow. You know, uh, because Taylor's probably gonna be able to do it really really fast. So I would say figure out the process that he's got, and just kind of like learn it and be able to do it without even thinking. And then from that point, try to do it faster. Because it's the second you start trying to overstep and overthink is when you just start getting lost. And it really is weird. You're like, miss one, you know, tire tire iron, and you just like stand up and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, holy crap. So it, it can get frustrating when you're trying to go fast, you know. So, you know, yeah, that's... Taylor, uh, said, Taylor said it's all about just the technique. And he said it, you, you can't skip steps, you know. But once you learn the technique, he said it's really easy. Yeah. And uh, I've seen him change them, and he just throws them on. No problem. 
and uh, but I got to be able to do two in like ten minutes or something. So yep, you got on. fifteen uh, minutes. So you're gonna enter into the tech area, and then you're gonna be and you have to exit within fifteen minutes. And if not, every minute you accumulate or every second you accumulate points that you are late uh, from that point. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's one of those things where it's like you change your tires at the end of the day, or you, you change your bibs, which is essentially. You know, there's going to be prep tires for you with the bibs already in them, so you're just going to be slapping on the new tires with those bibs. And then in the morning, you're like, oh, do I need to bleed my brake? Maybe. Uh, should I put in a new air filter? I don't know. How's the oil? Shit, I don't know. It's going to be – it's awesome. So then you got 15 more minutes in the in the beginning of the day. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be kind of crazy. Uh, but, yeah, I think the, what I like already is the fact of how keen you are to learn on it. Um, I think that – I don't want to say that a lot. It seems that in the motor world with the mechanics and dads and all that kinds of stuff and the way a lot of what we see in the videos and stuff, a lot of things are done for the riders. And in this world, even though there's still a degree to that, I mean, obviously they are not the ones working on the engines. They are not the one rebuilding the bikes and stuff like that. But when it comes down to these kind of these world enduro type situations, they are you know, they're, they're the ones that have to do all the maintenance and the mechanics works. And that bike has to work for six days. Um, and if something breaks, you got to figure out how to fix it with spit gum and zip ties. Like, so, you know, it's, it's like when it comes down to that, do you, how do you feel as a mechanic to be able to kind of take on that task of, you know, I guess maintaining a bike for six days like that? Well, the the only thing that throws kind of a wrench in it, I guess, is uh, no pun intended, because uh, I can do about anything that I need to do on a dirt bike. I mean, I can rebuild, you know, the motor. I can do whatever suspension, you know, change tires. But the thing is, is I don't do it fast because, but I don't make mistakes. Right. I don't. I mean, that's one thing I pride myself on is I, I know when I go out on my bike that I've done everything right and it's everything's tight and, you know, I've done I've done what I'm supposed to do as a mechanic and it's going to be, the bike's going to be good. Right. And, uh, and it's a lot of, you know, times when you try to go fast, you mess stuff up and even pro mechanics do it, you know. And uh, so the, the trick is going to be learning to do it quick, you know. And it's not like I'm, I don't think I'm going to be, you know, I'm not going to be switching suspension out or anything, but changing those bibs quick and uh, kind of just having a process and pulling in, getting it done, you know, having everything kind of ready. And um, but I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I'm going to go buy some of the tires. We got to use some special tires and stuff. And yeah, you have to use the the fim because like over here we can kind of kind of use any tire we want, but over there they have to use the 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 the, the mandated tires by the federation of uh, motor, uh, international motorcycling um, and they're they're a much thinner rubber um, so yeah. th- that's the, that's a good thing is that, and a lot of people say that you practice here in the states with your thicker kind of like your Dunlops your Pirellis your uh, you know different tires like the Bridgeports and stuff like and you're going to get over there and the tires are a lot thinner so it kind of works to your favor but yeah that's good but still I want to I want to get a couple sets and and practice, you know, doing the the bibs and then going and riding with them because they said it's a lot different riding with those tires. You know, they're not they're not a moto tire. They're not an MX fifty one. So it's yeah, you know, going out and getting some getting some seat time in with with those tires is going to be big. I think. Well, I, I'm glad you said that because everybody in this in this room right now enjoys getting a little bit of seat time. So, <laughs> if nothing else, the, the show's badass. You know, and then getting out to ride, it's even more fun. So we all, we always love it when people throw that kind of stuff out. Um, I wanted to ask you, actually, just as a total personal note, but since it's kind of my show, I can do that. Is what did you personally think about the Muddy Creek track? It seemed like there was like a lot of a lot of rider bashing, um, and obviously Chad Reed kind of got into it with some of the Racer X guys and stuff like that about different stuff. But it's like, what did you think about it? First National seemed like the facility was awesome for spectators and for riders, but. You know, just kind of what was your take on that brand new track? Um, I think it had good points. Like, it was a fun track, and it was um, the layout was fun. I think it could have been wider because it, it ended up being a lot of a lot of the, the corners were one line, and that one line would 
start on the inside and lead to off the track. So it didn't give you a lot of options, I think, in some spots. And then the only other thing is they had it super wet to start, and uh, and which is good. You need it wet, but I think I, they might have overdone it a little bit because by the end of the day, um, and even though they were prepping you know, that part right off the start, Evermoto, it would get some ruts that would grab your forks. I mean, they were so deep. Wow. And, uh, and coming down that off the start and leading into those – 150 foot long ruts was a little bit sketchy so if they could, but i mean for a first year track i mean all the tracks they it takes them a year or two to get it really figured out i mean when texas started when that freestone national it was awful the first year this they hauled in a bunch of sand and it was four feet deep on the top and you could i mean in practice if you didn't cut the track you didn't qualify then because uh, i mean that's bad to say, but I barely qualified because I didn't, and everybody was just cutting the little yellow things, and and but just, they just didn't have it set up right, you know. And so it's it takes a couple years kind of to get a track to where it's national ready, I think. And it, I think in next year or the year after they'll have a dial. Yeah, one of the things that I it's funny you know, mentioned about the turns being so one line. That's one of the things that I mentioned or that I noticed was that it looked like there was a good five to six feet of added kind of riding area on the outside of almost every turn um, especially those high high speed turns where you guys were kind of coming off of a, a, a nice off camber downhill or something that's really choppy you're carrying a bunch of nasty speed and you don't really you couldn't it just didn't seem like you could dive into the turn well and you tried to carry that momentum but it just took you so far out it looked like they just picked up those markers and kind of like put them about six feet further out and they were like well hopefully that makes it <laughs> yeah and you guys pretty much made that work <laughs> yeah yeah had to all right I so it was, was a cool track yeah no I, I really enjoyed it and i like seeing it and i'm looking forward to seeing buds creek and stuff uh, what do you think about southwick going away last year there i mean i'm not mad <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> but it's just i i don't mind the track i mean it's fun and everything i just don't ride that good there i'm just not a great sand rider and i never we did you know i didn't ride any sand growing up and that's not really an excuse but um but i mean i've had good finishes there but it's like it's it's just not very much fun for me you know compared to like a mount morris or or a bud's creek or something where it's like i i kind of am comfortable on that dirt and comfortable with the way the lines come in and everything and Southwick, I actually think Southwick was better when I first turned pro. Um, it was deep. Now it's like hard pack, hmm. and uh, it's it's weird. It's it's sand, but it's it's got a hard base under it, and I don't know what changed. But the first year I went there, it was rough when we went out for first practice because they had that warm up race, and uh, so by the end of the national day, it was just. I mean, it was crazy rough, but it was actually deep kind of sand then. It's it's kind of hard packed now, so it's weird. Yeah. Huh. It's kind of interesting. Uh, what is going to be your uh, – obviously, we're hoping that everything goes fantastic for you and you wind up staying in the top five um, and getting a top five finish outdoors. And you can kind of carry that momentum into your training for going to six days. So once you know everything kind of wraps up with outdoors – um, how, how do you plan on kind of, you know, switching over your training to, to preparing for six days? Are you going to, you know, uh, yeah, just go, yeah. Tell me what you think and then I'll ask questions from there. Well, <laughs> um, I'm not real sure. I'm going to have to do some, I'm going to talk to some people that have done it before. I'll definitely talk to Taylor and some other guys and, and kind of see what, what they do. Cause I've never rode a bike for eight hours a day so i'm gonna have to see what they do with that and the biggest thing is going to be um and i'm actually going to do it long before the nationals are over but cut in another few couple sections like i have now like some you know kind of fast wood sections that i can get some practice on and and uh just i just need a place to practice you know riding a moto track's cool but i feel like i need to get in the woods and kind of get used to that yeah, well, um, again, Mister Mister Lowly Lowly Rider over here, sprint speed. That's what you want. You want sprint, sprint, sprint speed. I think a lot of people think you're on the bike for eight hours a day. You're de- you're you're at like a trail pace 
for probably seven of that eight hours. But then the, when you get into those tests is where it's like, you know, it could be a, it could wind up being like uh, three, four miles long, but you know, it's only going to be like a minute and a half, two, two minutes. It's, and sometimes it's going to be at max eight. Like they're just complete. It, it's crazy. Uh, Antoine, uh, Anton Mio just posted up a helmet cam from Romania. Um, and I, Again, if I had any advice, I'd go watch the shit out of some of those videos. Because I don't think people people think in the States, they go, oh, Enduros. They think in the woods, they think trail riding and stuff like that. Well, in the, in Europe, over there, for the guys that are competitive, it is absolutely 110 balls out crazy. Those guys are just, I mean, those guys carry so much momentum and so much speed. It's, it's just nuts. Um, I know practicing for qualifiers and stuff like that, it's all about corner speed. And I... I, I am not by no means a guy that rides a ton of motocross. So I'd imagine there's a big part of that as well. But what's crazy is I watch some of these the lines these guys take and how wide they go um, entering turns so that they can, I guess, keep these much more S-shaped um, than you see a lot of guys in the States do where they, they'll kind of uh, try to hard corner every every turn. Um, and so there's it, – it, dude, go – I'm going to send you the link because – Watching uh watching that video, I literally I had like three or four guys from work watch, like see like it happening and they like came up and watched it with me because it was like he was moving. It was it's fantastic. So that's what you have to compete with. Is that intimidating at all? No. I mean I, <laughs> so, from what I've heard, those Euro dudes are just insane in the woods. And uh and so I mean, like I said, I'm not expecting to go win the thing but i just want to go get my feet wet and i feel like i can do good and uh and the sprint speed i mean that's kind of my specialty i guess right you know, yeah yeah for sure with outdoors and we have to set the fast lap times and our our first three laps are just balls of the wall so um i feel like that's probably one of my strengths but um and then the grass track part of it i feel like i should be good in that um just because I I wrote I grew up riding a lot of grass track stuff and corner tracks and you know that kind of stuff so yeah well again I I want to see this succeed um, I, I think uh, mentally um, at first being uh, you know just your typical semi pro Texas rider who's tried to qualify a couple times um, you know it was kind of like oh it sucks you know that there's guys out there that are getting on these teams that didn't have to qualify but what I understand is that in the long run, we want, I want, as you know, an American dirt bike racer, I want the Team USA to win. Um, and, and we have to have that base foundation for the trophy team and for the junior trophy team to be able to pull from. And we don't have that. And we've never really had that. And now with the money and the support that the Wellard Group has been able to put in to help have this club team with guys like yourself and Nick Farringer and Jimmy Jarrett on, not only does that give a, a fantastic training ground for you to be able to go over there and have a year where you get to learn all of this stuff, but you get to kind of like really, really learn because you're not just like talking to like guys like me or Taylor Robert um, who have advice. You're getting in the mix of it and you're learning, you know, with your you know, hands on. Um, and I think that's fantastic. Uh, and that's what has to happen if we really want a winning trophy team. Um, and so, you know, I, I can only imagine that there's expectations that you're going to be uh, on a trophy team in the future if everything goes, you know, I guess according to your plan and according to other people's plan, things like that. You know, is that kind of what you foresee in the future, that something like that could, could work out? I hope so. I mean, I'd love to do it. And, uh, well, I say that now. I haven't went yet. But, <laughs> yeah. But like I said, I'm, I'm, I'll be in the woods. I'll be in the off-road stuff at some point or another and to for them to give me this opportunity to go over there and kind of try it out and then yeah if i could go next year i'm down um i think next year's in argentina so yeah that's correct be a little less a little less travel but uh it'd be that'd be fun i mean i'd love to do it and and hopefully i do good enough to for them to say yeah you know we want you to do it yeah what i'm looking forward to too um, is I really want to see if there's any kind of uh, large growth in the fact that, you know, you, even though you're in, not a bad thing, that you are a professional motocross racer, you are having complete um, sponsor backing and help 
from your motocross sponsor coming over to you being on this ISDE team, uh, which is 180 degrees. If you know, if there was a bigger bigger half circle, it would be that. Um, from what you do and what that team puts their money towards and makes their money from, um, and I think that's fantastic. Um, and that's what we need more of is we need more kind of out of out of the norm um, sponsors to really come in and kind of harness this stuff and really really help uh, help help it grow. So I'm excited to see that. And like you said, you know your 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 owner's calling you. I need an 18 inch wheel. What do you need? You know all this kinds of stuff. But that's fantastic that they're so enthusiastic. So yeah, they've been. It's and I asked them about it because they kind of Taylor called me and said, "Would you be able to?" And I'm like, well, I'll find out. So I asked them, and, if, you know, first thing I said, can I get a bike in parts? And he said, yeah, no problem. And then now that we're getting closer to it and we really need to start kind of planning for it, like I said, they've been – they're all over it. He's, like, texting me, how big is the container, you know, all this stuff. Like, what do we need to take? And uh, so it's cool. They've been behind me. And it, my team's awesome, man. I mean, for moto and supercross – for sure, and then even this, like I said, they're just standing behind me, whatever I'm wanting to do, so it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously riding the 250 uh, a little bit earlier this year, uh, and then kind of getting put on the 450, and then going, filling in for Davey Millsaps, it seems like it's been fantastic for you, you're riding awesome, so congrats on everything that's gone, you know, well, you know, obviously early in the year it wasn't the, the, the best, but at the same time, uh, it's, it's going to be fantastic, and I'm looking forward to it, so Bud's Creek, you got there and kick ass. When you get on the podium, you're gonna be like, "Seat time, woo!" Yeah, yeah. That's it. Nothing. You're not gonna do it. Uh, well, I mean, like I said, if I get my commission, you know, <laughs> and, and we're good. Ten percent of nothing is still nothing. It's quite unfortunate. I, I, this is a realization that I unfortunately have always had to come down to. You know? So we, we, yeah, it's it's what it is. You know, yeah. we get the beer paid for. So. Yeah. It's what That's, makes it a good time. Um, well, cool, dude. All the guy. I, I think there. I think there are a lot of people that are unfortunately um, given this situation a lot of crap. Um, personally, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I really appreciate your time, and I know that you had a very stressful afternoon uh, trying to get from you know from training from do you know from preparing for your job to come do this interview. And I really really appreciate it um, because I know it does take a lot out of your schedule. Um, to, to kind of add all that kind of stress into, uh, you know, trying to trying to stay healthy and, and not get crazy in the head about being anxious and stuff. So, ISDE 2013, uh, Sardinia, Italy. It's going to be sandy. It's going to be rocky. It's going to be probably fast and technical. Um, I don't know how many trees there's going to be, but when it comes down to sand, you think you could uh, think you bring back some Southwick hate and just make it happen? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I've done well there. I mean, I've had some fourths and fifths in motos. I mean, not that that's great or anything, but um, but I've had some some good motos, so I can ride it. I just don't enjoy it that much. All right. Well, you're but, probably uh, going to wind up spending a lot of time in Arizona with Taylor Robert then. Yeah. Well, that's we. He actually uh, called me today, and uh, he's like, "When are you going to come out here?" So I got to figure out and free up some time and get out there and try to find a bike and get some get some uh, time out on the trails and time practicing changing the freaking bibs. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you – okay, put a GoPro on because that is going to be some epic footage of uh, – no offense, of you learning how to, uh, to swap <laughs> out tires with bibs because it is, it is, it's a hell of a chore. It's a well, hell of a chore. They, they say this GoPro is good for time lapse, so maybe I should just sit set it beside it. You guys can speed it up after I'm done four hours later. I'm down. Uh, if you send it to me, I will make sure that you look way faster than you do slow. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun, though. But <laughs> no, thanks for having me on, man. I, I appreciate it. And, uh, there's no problem. I just I needed to get that moto in. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. you got to train way before you got to come on to some interview and uh, have fun and make fun of me drinking. So <laughs> no worries on that one. Well, cool. Um, I think I think a big thing too is for a lot of people out there they don't realize that we have sponsors we have people that we have to talk about as well right before we uh, close it all out we have to do, thank you very much to Squarespace the squarespace.com for those of you out there that are athletes like Orion Sipes or maybe uh, more like a Jason Thomas in the off-road world or even if you just happen to be a mini rider and you're kind of working your way up in the ranks of uh, just just riding and racing and having fun 
it's always great to look professional and to make sure that what you're putting out there is fantastic content. Um, and Squarespace allows you to have that at a very, very reasonable, reasonable price. And when I say reasonable price is because of the fact that, sure, it's a paid uh, service, but what it does is it gives you hosting, gives you the, the owning of your URL, and as well, you get all these templates uh, that are completely responsive that give you exceptional, exceptional website um, so that you can put all your race results, all your pictures, all your videos, and give you a chance to make sure that all the people that sponsor you look just as professional as they want to while sponsoring you. So go check them out, squarespace.com. Uh, discount code is time 6 because we're in June. It's the sixth month. Um, save yourself 10% off of uh, anything that you might happen to purchase while you are there. So there we go. Thank you, Squarespace, for your support of time. Now, Ryan Sipes, I know that you have people that you like to thank as well. So please uh, tell us tell us who's awesome in your life. Uh, well, I mean, Rockstar Energy Racing is uh, huge. You know, it's who I race for, and they're behind me all the way, like I said. Um, and, and the ISD team manager, Auntie, just for giving me the opportunity. And, um, you know, just, uh, I don't know, everybody else. Um, Motosport.com. Uh, Bell Ray, One Industries, FMF, um, yeah, every, it's just it's awesome that everybody's sticking behind or you know, just supporting whatever I do. So, and thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Kind of gets the word out a little bit. You said that people are hating on it, but and I haven't seen any of it, but uh, whatever. I don't really pay attention to it anyways. So. No, and, and again, by no means, and that's not a that that for me coming from me is literally just. It, it was kind of an interesting fact, and I'll make this quick. I got a lot of bunch of texts and emails and stuff, like right when everything was announced, just because of the fact that, you know, people were like, oh, we put forth this effort and all this kinds of stuff. And I was like, but I get where you're coming from because I am one of those guys. I, I do go to the qualifiers and try to qualify and stuff like that. But at the same time, I want to see the USA win. It, it, it's such an unfortunate double-edged sword. So I have, and I think it's 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 not angst towards you. It's angst towards the situation and the the politics that go behind it. But that's uh, – people have – and I understand it. It's, it's it's one way or the other. But we either have a bunch of hobby riders that get to pay to go race at the ISDE or we get to nurture and grow and have a, a USA trophy team that's going to win one day. Um, and that's that's where guys like you come in. Um, and, and so I, I think a lot of people are starting to realize that, that, that there's, there's, there's a more difference than they'd like to see. Um, and that's unfortunate. We'll figure it out. I'm not going to hate on you cause I don't, you're awesome. You have, you have, you have super white teeth and our friend Tiffany thinks you're super hot. So, you know, we'll give her that. It's all right. I mean, I, I could look at you all night, maybe. So thanks for me on, man. Heck yeah, dude. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Remember this is seat time. You can find us at seattime.co course we're on facebook we're on twitter search for seat time and uh always enjoy a pint full of awesome thank you ryan sipes really appreciate your time man peace thanks is it off